Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. How are we supposed to feel on a day like this? It began, right, we're outside in the front, we all have palm branches, and we're singing and we're joyful we've got the new orleans kind of style music going on and like that was what the first reading was it's known as the triumphal entry jesus comes into jerusalem he comes in and the people want to welcome him as a king what do they say hosanna hosanna which means save us save us they're asking for him to be a king to save them from the conditions that they're currently in to save them from the hated, occupying force that was the Romans. This is a good desire. This is a a fine desire. And Matthew himself, the author of our gospel, not unlike the other gospels, but emphasizes it more that Jesus is a royal, a regal figure. A regal figure. He is a king. The other Gospels declare that too, but Matthew does it in a very much pronounced way. So these people are expecting the right thing. They're expecting a king. Only the reason why we need that second reading is to see that this king is unlike any other king that we've ever known. He's unlike any king whom we have ever known. He is a king who puts himself on the front lines. A lot of you took a whole bunch of history classes, whether in grade school or in college, etc. We all know that kings do not put themselves on the front lines. The kings get our boys, so to speak. Our boys oftentimes happen to be from the lower classes, and they fight our battles for us. Here is a king who put himself on the front line. A king who, in the words of St. Kanye West, had the power to let power go. This is a king who had the power to let power go. I have known of no politician, no king, no president who is like this king. We are used to kings who yield power, who take it by force, who want to expand it. Here is a king who lets it go, who hands it over by laying down his life. Matthew later goes on to say that this man, this Jesus, is one who had all authority in heaven and on earth. And we also hear Jesus say that if I wanted to, I could call down angels to save me. But he doesn't. This is a king who who reveals his power by laying it down. And as the sign said above him, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. The people who meant it there meant it as mockery. Matthew means this ironically. Only the irony is he actually is that king. He is this royal regal figure. But we can't blame these bystanders so much. They, like us, have no paradigm, no concept for a king, a ruler who would do such a thing. 
They, like us, would expect this king to put them on the front lines. This is a king who, as I said earlier, laid down his life for us. Why? Well, we see a little bit of this in the episode with Barabbas, right? Barabbas, it says that there's a custom that the king would release one prisoner at the time of the Passover. So Pilate, actually seemingly believing Jesus, that he wasn't actually claiming to be some potentate, that he wasn't trying to take over, says, thinks in his, to his mind, I'll put forward this criminal. Surely they'll put Jesus, the innocent man, over the criminal. Only the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders tell the people what to do. This is their priest. This is in the day when you listen to your priest. You don't need to listen to me anymore. <laughs> You're welcome. But this is in a day when you respected them, and they told the people what to do. And they called for Barabbas. And in this instance, we see this great exchange happening. We see Barabbas the criminal being set free, and Jesus, the innocent one, being put in his place. This is an image of what Jesus, our king, came to do for you and for me. The reason why the parts are in bold that we all said together, the crucify him, take him, and maybe you were tempted not to say it. In fact, as we were going upon it in the reading today, I I couldn't I didn't want to bring myself to say crucify him. Only you have to. You have to because if you don't then you're not letting the exchange happen. This is what Matthew is doing in this text. He's showing us that all of us are like Barabbas, that this king came down to lay down his life for people like you and like me. People who do not have our acts together. People who spit in his face time and time again. The good news in the midst of all of this terrible news, in the midst of all of this horror, is that Jesus came down and died in our place to take the sentence and the punishment that we deserved upon himself. The sentence and the punishment that we deserve, he took it upon himself. This is the king who, earlier, as we read in the Gospels, forgave sins left and right. Here we see the one who has the authority to do that. Kings as powerful as they get, the kings that we know, the rulers that we're familiar with, they cannot forgive us of our sins. They do not have all authority in heaven and on earth, but here is a king who does. And that king who does chooses to do so. And the way that he chooses to do so is again to lay down his life for those whom he loves. And what this means for us is that the consequences of our sins the consequences of putting him on the cross have been taken away. He's taken them upon himself. He has not merely overlooked them. He's taken it upon himself. And he's taken the consequences of our sins upon himself so that we might be set free. 
so that we, his servants, might be set free. And we're not just set free to go off and do our own thing. We're not set free to then be slaves to some other king, some other deity. No, this text makes clear that we are set free for freedom. We are set free to serve the world, to serve Christ, the king's subjects. We are set free to lay down our power, to have the power to give power away, to let it go. And the way we're set free is that we no longer need to be obsessed with our standing before God. We no longer need to be so obsessed with ourselves, so narcissistic. We don't have to worry anymore about appeasing the gods. Jesus has set us free so that we no longer need to look toward ourselves, but now we are free to look to our neighbor to serve our neighbor without fear. Luther once said, and Jake loves this saying, and it's a great one, but if it's misunderstood, it's not a good one. But Luther once said, sin boldly. Luther isn't saying, go and in your freedom, become another slave, a slave to sin. Luther is here saying, now that you have been set free from the consequences of sin, you can boldly serve your neighbor. You can take a risk. You can risk failure on behalf of this world. For when we fail, we are not condemned. We have been set free from the consequences of sin. In what Jesus has done, this king, in laying down his life for you and for me, He has set us free from the day of judgment. For the day of judgment, sure, will happen when Jesus comes again. But it's already happened on the cross. It's already done. That's why Jesus says, it is finished. As the mystery of these gospel narratives. It's already happening, or it's already happened, and yet it's happening. You and I, friends, have nothing to fear we have been set free for freedom. And this has come at great cost. We saw the cost today, and St. Paul unpacks it even further in his epistles. Only do not let your freedom be used to be a slave of another master. Let us use our freedom for freedom's sake. Let us be given that power to let our power go. To serve this world whom, that Jesus loves. That God loves so much that he gave his only son for you and for me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. Produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.